You are listening to The Dr. Kinney Show, and I'm your host, Erin Kinney, a naturopathic doctor and speaker who's passionate about teaching you how to understand what is happening in your body, why your body is reacting the way it is, and how to make the appropriate changes in your life to get your body back into balance. Something I've learned from my private practice is that the more patients know about their health, the more likely they are to make better diet and lifestyle choices, which ultimately leads them to a faster recovery. Each week, you are going to learn actionable tips, tricks, and teachings from myself, along with the help of top experts in the holistic health community, so that you can make better informed decisions about your body and your healthcare. Let's get started. Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Dr. Kinney Show. This week, I have joining me Rick Olderman, who is an orthopedic physical therapist and is pretty much a pain specialist. So we're going to have a chat about ways to eliminate pain naturally, different ways physical therapy can help you. And thanks so much for being on the show, Rick. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So before we jump into talking about pain, maybe you can share with my listeners a little bit about your story. Oh, sure. My life has not been without pain myself. I had back pain when I was in my 20s. And you know, I went to PT school and with hopes to learn the insider secrets, those never came. The PT school medical teaching is more about the components of back issues, structures that are painful rather than why they're painful. And so, especially after I graduated and started my first job as an orthopedic physical therapist, I was a huge miserable failure because I couldn't help people with anything, any kind of chronic pain. I just didn't understand why it was happening. So that kind of led me down this long road of figuring out why we have chronic pain and how to solve that. Cool. Cool. So tell us a little bit about, you. I know you have this method called the fixing you method. Can you maybe chat a little yeah. bit about that? Yeah. Pretty catchy, huh? I love it. <laughs> so basically fixing you means it's all about you fixing you. Yeah. So I believe that we're born with all the tools to, to heal ourselves and pain is a signal from the body that something is wrong and something is wrong now. And if you fix that now, that will go a long way, if not completely, to solving your pain. And you know, intuitively, before I went to PT school, I had a sneaking suspicion that my back pain was due to how I was using my body. And a lot of your listeners with back or sciatic pain might feel the same way. And that's where I feel like my school failed me. And from the therapists that I've trained at my clinic, it's their schools have failed them too, because they're more interested in identifying the structure that's painful, not understanding the reasons why. So the fixing you method that I've developed is really about, it's a combination of understanding how we are moving, how that is contributing to pain and how to use that to solve pain. And at the same time, how you're moving is creating tighter, weak muscles and how to solve those two, because those are also contributing to your pain, but they're resulting from how you're using your body. Interesting. A lot of these habits are unconscious, so we're not aware of them. And so a lot of that is about showing people I can take you through a little example of how that works with the brain. Yeah, that'd be great. So if you just take your fingers and clasp them together like this, all right, now look at your thumbs, which thumb is on top? Right. And all of your listeners can do this too. Clasp yep. your fingers together, see which thumb is on top. Okay. Now without looking at your hands, unclasp them and now put them back together with the opposite thumb on top. And you might've struggled a little bit. You might've wanted to look down to make sure that you got that right, right? And so what is going on here is that you've trained your brain to clasp your hands together in one particular way. And when you do it a different way, that signals your brain that something's different here. I'm not sure if I like that. You know, it's not the way I've always done it. 
and you believe that the way that you've always done it is the correct way. But what if how you were clasping your fingers was actually the reason you were causing your pain? Because you have just stayed in this unconscious habit of doing the same thing the same way all the time. So changing your habits will be much like clasping your fingers the other way. It's going to feel different. And your brain's going to send off all these warning signals to say, hey, whoa, 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 something's going on here. But it's your job to say to the brain, but I feel a lot better moving this way. So we're going to make this my new habit. And then pretty soon the brain will calm down and adopt that as the new natural unconscious habit. And that's how it works. It's pretty simple. Yeah. And so, and so you do that through repetition, correct? We do that through some repetition. Yeah. So I basically, I show people walking is the big one, especially with back pain, sciatic pain, side joint pain, things like that. People's walk is often the culprit. And so by teaching them how to walk better, to feed their body instead of breaking it down, once they get that, it usually takes a week. And once they have that pain, usually it just melts away. So it's that quick, that powerful. And it's something that none of us would ever think that we'd need to do. Yeah. You wouldn't believe all the 70 and 80 year olds I have in my clinic who, well, I've been walking like this all my life, though. <laughs> and you're like, well, but you've had pain all you your know, life, right? You mean, you, mean, you mean I have to do that differently now? And I was just like, yeah, you do. And probably you haven't been walking like that all, all your life. Yeah, it's interesting you bring this up. I just episode right before this, I chatted with a hypnotherapist and we were talking about unconscious habits, you know, when it comes to diet choices and other lifestyle habits. And we were just talking about, you know, changing, you know, changing some of these things that you do every day. You by rep- repeating other habits can make such profound changes in all aspects of your life. But it's, it's, this is a perfect kind of piggyback to that, that you could do this in the physical body with pain, changing the way that you're structurally moving the body. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And, and I mean, I can take your listeners through a, a simple little test to understand this, how it works in their body. Yeah, let's do if it. You're interested. Yeah. Okay. So if all of your listeners at home lie down on the floor on your back, you can lie down on the couch or on your bed, however you want to, but I want your legs straight. And I want you to feel how your back feels in this position. And now we're going to compare that to bending your knees with your feet flat on the floor. All right. And if you don't feel a difference, then hug your knees to your chest and try that position instead. So I want you to compare the difference between lying with your legs straight and lying with your knees bent. Which one makes your back feel better? Dr. Kenny, what would you imagine? Probably with my knees bent. I'm not doing that right now, but that's, that's usually how I feel better. You're absolutely right. And so 99% of people with back pain have this one fundamental issue going on with their back. I call it an extension problem. It just means that your back's too arched. So the reason this is changing how your back feels is that if you straighten your legs out again on the floor, you'll feel that your back slightly arches more off the floor and you'll feel that tension. And when you bend your knees, you'll feel your back flatten towards the floor and you'll feel the release of that tension. But it's not so much about the shape of the back. It's really about the forces that are trying to pull your back into that arch or eliminating those and allowing the back to move into a position where it's naturally assumed, all right? So now most of your listeners have just discovered, oh, my back feels better when my back is flatter. Great. Let's see how this plays out in the real world. So now everyone stand up and listen to this podcast. And while you're listening, I want you to notice whether your knees tend to lock straight. Most of you listening... If you're honest and not trying to change how you truly stand, or if you stand here for more than 30 seconds or a minute, you'll notice that your knees will gradually move into this locked straight position. So now what I'd like you to do, and if they're not there, go ahead and lock them straight. And now feel how your back feels and now unlock your knees. Now you don't have to go into a squat. You just have to soften the knees just a tad and feel what that does to your back. And if you're not sure what that does to your back, lock the knees again, and you'll then feel the difference. So the difference is, is that when you're locking your knees, your back is more arched. And when you soften your knees, your back is flatter. 
you've also found out that your back feels better when it's flatter. And now you've also found out that your bat, that your normal way of standing is typically to lock your knees, which arches your back. So your normal way of standing is one of the things that's contributing to your back pain. Changing, unlocking those knees is such a simple solution and hugely powerful if you implement this throughout the day and while you're walking. It's an enormous, what oftentimes it's the fixer for a lot of back pain. It's that can be that simple. Wow, that's really cool that it's that simple. So, and does that apply, you know, are you, is that when you're training people to re, to walk differently? Or are you training them to use this technique kind of in yes. a similar state? So, because when they're walking, the primary issue is that they're locking their knees. Gotcha. So when they start unlocking their knees, they'll change, they'll notice that they have to walk completely differently. Yeah. And I won't go through how to walk yeah. correctly and all that On kind of podcast, stuff right yeah. now, but unlocking the knees, if you make yourself unlock your knees while you're walking, your brain is going to freak out because just like clasping the fingers, you're showing it something different. It doesn't know what to make of this. But if you practice this for three or four days, you should feel that your back pain decreases significantly. And then you can say, oh, okay, brain, I better learn how to do this. Yeah. It's crazy how, when, I, this is so interesting, you know, when the brain does experience something new, the brain's like, no, wait, I don't want to do that. Yeah. But then once you kind of show the brain, hey, this is okay, this is okay, and we actually feel better, our bodies are amazing at, at creating change. We just it, have to get over incredible. that initial hump of, wait, what? This doesn't feel right. Yeah. Just like you did with the clasping yeah. of the hands. So it, it, right. I, I've done that a lot in yoga because we'll have you, you know, re, you know, do the, do the opposite side. But I remember the first few times doing it, like, wait, what? Put the left thumb on top? That's crazy. Why would I do that? That yeah. seems so weird. And, and we judge that as being wrong. Yes. And there is no judgment. It's just a different way of doing it. Yeah. That judgment's coming from somewhere in you that you have to think about. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So it sounds like this and the fixing you books, is that something we could think people can find? Where can they find them? Oh yeah. Uh, so I wrote six books, fixing you series. They're all on Amazon. Awesome. But I wrote those about 12 years ago. I've owned a physical therapy clinic since then. I've seen thousands of patients and trained lots of therapists. So I've come up with a, a better, more efficient way using these techniques cool. to solve pain. I've created downloadable home programs Oh, great! for this. So the, so the books are, are good. But this is more updated and faster gotcha. and more complete. Okay. And so you can find those at fixingyoumethod.com, fixingyoumethod.com. And then that'll have, I've created five different programs from head to toe. And if you type in fixing you all one word in the coupon code, you can get 20% off. Oh, great. They're pretty darn affordable, really easy to follow. And I think should probably, if not significantly eliminate your pain, I'm not allowed to say that it will eliminate your pain. But I, I think it should. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, why I'm I made sure it. If you're doing it. I mean, it sounds like. I mean, and the yeah. cool thing about what you're talking about is simple, right? It's something you could do anywhere. It is simple, and you don't necessarily have to have a therapist, right? I mean, I'm just, oh, I no. imagine it'd be better to work with a PT, but you could do these things at home. Yes, you can. I, I show. I take you through the exercises, all the recommendations, and so I, I've built it so that you don't need someone else to help you. If you have someone else to help you, that's icing on the cake. But you don't absolutely have to have that. And that's actually one of, one of my therapists who described this when I trained her on how to use this technique. She's, that's exactly how it's simpler, but it's more comprehensive, which seems like a dichotomy, but it's not. It's really based on how we use our bodies, which it turns out in physical therapy, we're going the different, a different direction in physical therapy rather than understanding function. Yeah. So that's what I think this is missing. Super cool. So can you talk about some other ways that you help people eliminate pain naturally? It's mostly with this method, but there's some other little tips and tricks that you have. Yeah. Well, you know, like I mentioned at the beginning, associated with walking, locking your knees 
is that certain muscles then become tight or weak. One of those key muscles is your butt muscles, all right? They tend to turn off when the butt, when the knees become locked. Well, the butt muscle is the primary controller of your hip joint and pelvic orientation. So if those are now always turned off when you're standing and walking, now you have no control over your pelvis or your hip joints. So hip pain or pelvic pain or back pain ensues. Learning you know, what to stretch, and it's not a ton of stuff. I've made this really simple. It's usually like one or two muscles stretching, one or two key muscles strengthening, and you pretty much got it. So it's not that difficult. But if we move on to another area of the body, one of the surprising, the things that surprises most people is the solution for chronic neck pain and headaches. So probably any one of your listeners out there who have chronic neck pain or headaches has not had anyone look at their shoulder blades as the source of that pain. And that's why they're probably having chronic neck pain and headaches. Interesting. And so I've got a really simple test to, to determine that. But the reason that the shoulder blades are the primary, if you look at, if all of you Google skeleton, if you're not driving, you'll see that the shoulder blade is a broad, flat bone. There's only one area of the body that has another bone like that, and that is the pelvis, all right? The pelvis is the center of function for our lower body and back system. The shoulder blade is the center of function for our upper body and neck system. And so how that rests and moves, there are rules about that. And there are significant attachments from the shoulder blade. If you, if you do muscle, muscles attaching to the shoulder blade, if you Google that, you'll see all of these muscles going up into the neck, the base of the skull, down the spine, all sorts of things. But no one ever addresses the shoulder blade. They're always addressing the neck mm. for neck pain and headaches. So true. It is the shoulder blade. I'm telling you folks. And one of my programs is for, it solves shoulder pain, shoulder issues as they relate to neck pain and headaches. Gotcha. So- if, if you've been struggling with migraines, headaches, you know, things like that, you owe it to yourself to explore this other option that most other practitioners probably haven't taken you down. Yeah. Wait, do you have, can you do a test right now? I'm like, I, I want that oh, one. Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 Well, you need someone with you. Oh, gotcha. Okay? To look at your but shoulder I'll, blade function. I'll, I'll, I'll describe it. So someone's going to, you'll stand up and what you'll do is you'll move your head around, looking over your shoulders. You look up, you look down and you just feel, you know, where those crunchies are and where your pain is and your restrictions in movement. Then you have someone stand behind you and they, sh they put their hands in your armpits and they lift up your shoulder blades about a half inch, maybe an inch tops. And they jiggle them around a little bit to get you to relax those shoulders. You've got to let them have your shoulders. So you do this for about 30 seconds or a minute while they're holding your shoulder blades up. And then you move your head around and, and up and down and all that again. And you'll notice that your range of motion is much greater with less pain when your shoulders are lifted up for you than when they did it at the beginning of the test. So, and if you're not sure, or if you're one of those type A people who can't relax, this kind of test, they'll have, probably have to do it for a lot longer than 30 seconds because you will have a difficult time relaxing. But anyway, let's say that you've relaxed and you don't feel a difference. Then once they lower your shoulder blades back down, you're going to feel the weight of that shoulder girdle system on your neck and head. And you're going to say, oh my gosh. Yes, that is a huge difference. So that is telling, I call it the armpit test. I developed it myself. And so that alone will tell you if and how much your shoulder girdle system is contributing to your neck pain and headaches. Very simple test. And my program will show you how to fix it. Very cool. Well, I think that's a, that's a great resource. I have a lot of patients, you know, with headaches, migraines, neck pain, and you're right. They're yes. always, everyone's always going to chiropractor. Oh, let's look at your neck. Let's adjust right. your neck. Let's see what's going on. But that makes yeah. a lot of sense that 
especially a lot of us are hunched over or we've got yeah. shoulder blades kind of protracted forward and really sure. they should be kind of down the back, right? Absolutely not. Oh, absolutely not. They need to be up. <laughs> yes. Wait, explain that to me. Yeah. So this is one of the pet peeves. So one of the biggest dysfunctions of shoulder blade function is that they rest too low. Oh, so they need to come That's up. That's why lifting them up feels better. Oh, okay. yeah, of course you said that. Right. So, so you're so, going to lift them up. So, so but how should you be sitting in a normal, like if I'm sitting in this chair, should I be pulling right. my shoulder blades up? Do we have time to go into this? Yeah. Because I'll go right. into it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So what are the reasons why, first of all, let's explore why you're bringing your shoulder blades down and back. Likely a yoga instructor, Pilates, a dance, a gymnastics background, swimming, all of those disciplines teach to bring the shoulder blades down and back into the back pocket. Yeah. But I don't believe that that is true yoga training. I don't believe the ancient yogi masters had that cue. Huh. I think that came in from dance. Dance cueing Watch has it. infiltrated yoga and Pilates, gymnastics, you know, all of these things. And so the long, pretty neck is what people try to achieve. And they associate that with strength and good posture. However, oh. to achieve a good long neck, you have to depress your shoulder blades. Oh, yeah, and so I can't tell tension. you how many I mean, dancers. It hurts your neck. I mean, I'm sitting here doing it. it might, I've got tension in my neck. It gives exactly. It causes like a question mark yeah, headache. Right. So I mean, I treat lots of dancers with yeah. headaches for this very reason, and yoga instructors yeah. too. So anyway, this is where that belief is coming from: is that it's infiltrated our exercise methods. So getting into the ergonomics, does your chair have arms on it? Yes. Okay. Are the arms close to your body? No. Right. Well, so, sort of, but not close enough, yeah. probably. So your arms should be resting almost touching your waist. Gotcha. Right? Now, if you can imagine how that would feel if my hands were in your armpits, lifting up your shoulder blades about a half inch, does it feel like your arms of your chair are up that high? They're too low. Exactly. Interesting. Most people's arms of their chairs are too low and too far away from them. Huh. Now, part of the reason is, a lot of chairs don't fit a lot of females because they're more petite. And so the chairs are made for these big, massive people, it seems. Even the ergonomic ones. I'm always astonished. We, I can hardly ever get the arms where I need them for most people who sit in ergonomic chairs. So let's say your arms on your chair don't move. All right. So what you could do is you bring in a pillow from your bed and you bring it in, you fold it in half and you shove it between your hips and the arm of the chair. That now becomes the arm of your chair. And usually that will have your arm resting a little bit higher than normal. And also the arm should be resting along the seam of the shirt. Gotcha. If the arm is forward, you've just lost the support of the arm of the chair. And now it's gone to your neck and shoulder and head. Ah. So what people will say then, well, I can't reach my keyboard then. That's right. You have to move your keyboard to your hands, not your hands to your keyboard. And then you'll say, oh, but I can't do that. My chair doesn't get close enough to my desk. Absolutely. So you have to find a different chair or put your desk up on blocks. You, you cannot sacrifice your body because of a piece of wood that you're sitting at or on. You've got to make that wood work for you rather than you work for the wood. And so fix the ergonomics to achieve this. And I can almost guarantee, especially if you work at a computer for eight hours a day and you have neck pain or headaches, chronic, if you get the shoulder girdle system off the neck and head, you will feel world's better. Oh, you just like changed my whole, <laughs> in the beginning, before we popped on the show, guys, he was like, well, if you've got some pain, I can help you. I was like, oh, no, no, I'm fine. But now I'm sitting here thinking I've been getting terrible headaches since 
the pandemic really because yes. I've sat at my computer and I got a new chair right before then. I think I need to get a new a different chair. It's got really low arms. It's not the right. Yeah, so interesting. Yeah, keep this stuff in mind. And so it also plays out for standing desks, right? Gotcha. Well, you got a standing desk that may help your back temporarily, but if you're locking your knees when you're standing, it's not going to help your back, right? But it's nice to have a difference in, you know, you can move around more in that standing position than you can in your chair, but now your arms have no support. So what about them? So standing desks aren't the greatest for people who have neck pain or headaches if the neck pain and headaches is coming from the shoulder girdle system. Gotcha. If you have chronic neck pain or headaches, if you have chronic neck pain or headaches, chances are it is coming from your shoulder girdle system. In fact, I can't remember the last patient I treated in the last 10 years that it has not been from the shoulder girdle system. That is very eye-opening. You just like opened up a whole new world of things for me to think about. I'm so glad, so glad I had you up on the show. And I imagine for listeners as well, this is awesome. Yeah, it's pretty powerful stuff. Yeah, really powerful stuff. But it seems to me like if that's the route and you would just retrain your body and get the right ergonomic setup for you, that it would be life-changing, as you're saying. Correct. Pain is horrible. I mean, you deal with chronic pain, it's awful. You can't right. focus. You can't. Um, right. So your body's telling you, hey, something's wrong here. Something's wrong here. Yeah. And you're that, but then it's fighting your brain because your brain's saying, but if you do something different, I'm going to send out this big alert to you that something's different. And then you get worried that that different thing is bad for you. But if you understand what you're doing, it's not, it's going to be pain relieving. Yeah. Super cool. That's how those two things go together. Yeah. I love it. Well, so thank you so much for me. This was a great eye-opening episode. We'll put all the links to everything you talked about in the show notes, but I see you're on Facebook, Fixing You Method. Is there any, where mm -hmm. else do you hang out on social media? If people want to follow you. I, I don't. I'm no, a dinosaur. <laughs> all good. So go to your website. Yeah, I go to my website or email me. Awesome. Well, <laughs> or we'll just, put all that just stuff pick up in there. the phone. Just pick up the phone and call. That's great. And do you, uh, do you are you, yeah. where's your clinic? Denver? Is that where I see your clinics in Denver? Yeah, I, I'm in Denver. So I sold my clinic two months ago. Oh, wow. To focus on, yeah, thanks. To focus on, I want to make the world my clinic. Yeah. Instead of that little brick building as my clinic. So- that's where I'm going with all of this. Very cool. All right. So everyone go download his book, go to fixingyoumethod.com. And thank you so much. This was really great. And anything else? Well, if they go to rickolderman.com, I have a lot of other stuff and some free stuff. So you can go there and find my programs too. So Perfect. if you want that's, some free stuff too. That's awesome. Thank you so much. And I will see everyone next week. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Dr. King Show. Be sure to follow the show and leave a rating and a review. It supports me so much. Plus, I always love hearing from you guys. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I'll talk to you next week.